The minute that I came to St. Matthew's, I felt the sincerity of the congregation. Our life has changed in such a good way since being here, and that may sound cliche, um, but it truly has. We meet people every Sunday when you come. It's always somebody new coming in. St. Matthew's, to me, is a place of refuge. Coming to church has always felt safe. It's like definitely a, a place where I feel comfortable. I was led to a church because I, I felt like he was speaking to me. For me, it's definitely a place to love. And um, it's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending uh, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthew's, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me, and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband have been going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthew's in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home.
sun is shining. Amen. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Lord, we thank you for bringing us here this morning, Lord. We, we thank you for bringing us here safely, Lord. We thank you for those who have the heart to come out to worship you this morning, Lord. We come this morning lifting you up higher and higher, Lord. For all that you've done, we give you praise, glory, and honor. How you've kept us and never left us, Lord, through peril, danger, storm, sword. You've kept us, Lord, and we thank you for that this morning, Lord. We ask that you continue to bless our, our family here, our St. Matthew's family, Lord. Continue to bless our leader, the leader of this house, the under-shepherd, Lord. Continue to give him that vision, Lord. Continue to touch, heal, and deliver, Lord. Touch somebody who, meet, who may need salvation this morning, Lord. And we will so ever careful give you all the praise, glory, and honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah Amen. to Jesus. Hallelujah. He's good. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. In in honor of Black History Month, we are going to go back and sing some of those old songs that uh, back when I was a boy, way, way back in the day, we we, uh, grew up on. So we just want everybody to join in. And uh, these uh, songs should be familiar to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you on the battlefield for the Lord? Anybody know that song? Yes, sir. (laughs) Hallelujah. On the battlefield. Come on, put your hands together. Here we go, y'all. Come on. I'm on the battlefield. I'm on the battlefield for my Lord. Come on, y'all. If you really believe me, tell him I'm on the battle. Lord, yes, Lord, on the battlefield. Hallelujah. 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 And with that said, we've come this far by faith, right? Leaning on the Lord, right? Trusting in his holy word. He's never failed us. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. We've come. We've come. Sing 
I will trust in the Lord. Hey, I 
Somebody said there's some power in those old songs we used to sing. They never get old, amen? Real simple. Not a lot of crazy chords, but the message is all of that. It's all of that, right? I'm trusting the Lord. Hallelujah. I love when we go back and do those old songs. Wish we did them a little more, but you know. But, um, yeah, so this is, we're going to sing a song, a little version of the song that kind of identified, it was identified with the struggle, um, the civil rights struggle back in the 60s. We shall overcome with a little updated twist on it. Amen. We shall overcome. Hallelujah. We shall, we shall overcome, we shall overcome, we shall overcome someday. Down in my heart, down in my heart, I do believe. From the top, we shall come up with you. We shall, we shall overcome. We shall overcome someday. Down in my heart. Put your hands together.
bless the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We only overcome in him. We only overcome in him. In him do we overcome. In him is my redemption. In him, he's my rock in the weary land. He's my shelter in the time of storm. He's my bridge over troubled waters. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ and God through all of the confusion of this world help us to keep our minds on you for you are our rock our refuge and our redeemer we praise you for the cross work of Calvary thank you for dying in our place thank you for shedding your precious blood Thank you for going into the grave and early on Sunday morning, getting up with all power in your hands. Thank you because our name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, and we are free because of you. Oh, we are destined for glory. Glorify yourself this day. Bless this church. Bless our families. Remember us, Lord God. May your word go forth with supernatural Holy Ghost power. May Jesus be Lord, be lifted up, and liberate us. In the name of Jesus, our Christ, we pray. Amen. Remain standing, please. Thank you. Our scripture for today is in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9. That's Colossians 1 and verse 9. If you have it, say amen. amen. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Let us pray. To the God of creation, to the Lord our Savior, who died and rose again for us. Dear Lord, we thank you we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that we're able to feel the briskness of the cold. Yet we are not stiff and cold in our graves. We arose this morning to give you the glory and the praise. We arose this morning to come to hear the word of God from the man of God that you have blessed our souls continually with. Lord, continue to bless him and his family. Surround him, dear Heavenly Father, with a hedge of protection. And Lord, let him stand flat-footed as he proclaims the gospel. 
Bless all those assembled today, dear Heavenly Father. All those who are serving in ministry and those who are on their way. And when it's all said and done, let our hearts rejoice for we have heard the word. Let us go out and serve with gladness to the glory of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, we do pray and say thank you. Amen.
Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Choir, you sound good this morning. Praise the name of Jesus the Christ. We give honor to God and to his dear son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To all of you, truly, God is an awesome God. Amen. You don't, you don't wait till you hit the doors to start worship. You begin worship when you get up. He woke me up early this morning. God is a mighty, 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 mighty good God. All the time, God is good. So I want to thank you. The sun looks great out there this morning, and it's supposed to be a nice warm-up week. And uh, we are, again, thankful from whom all blessings flow, and God is in total control. He's in control. You might think you're in control. God is in control. Amen? Amen. Now, do we have any announcements up there? Good morning, St. Matthews. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. Divorce has lingering effects. Are you in need of divorce recovery? Find healing through Jesus Christ and put the puzzle pieces together. We are hosting a class to help on Sunday, March 5th and Sunday, March 19th at 8 a.m. Register online through our St. Matthew's Facebook page or register in the main lobby. This concludes today's general announcements. Thanking the Lord from whom all blessings flow. For I am, listen, persuaded. That's a sermon. It takes time to get to the persuasion stage. You got to fail. You got you, you to gotta go through some hell. But you learn in whatever state I'm in to be content. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life no principalities, no powers, no things present, no things to come, nor any other thing shall be able to stop me from trusting in Jesus Christ. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Now we're getting ready to make a plea. Because we need you to catch up on your tithes. You weren't here last week. And if you were and didn't tithe, act like you weren't here. And double your pleasure. And the Lord will double your blessings. Amen? It's offering time. And God loves a cheerful, hilarious giver. As they come, our choir will sing. Church, say amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
Amen. All, all financial statements have been mailed out as you have tithed. We appreciate it. Thank you for your contributions. And truly, God is good. Let me just say this to you about commitment. I was the vice president. I am, well, I was the vice president of the Congress. 60,000 people out of 7 million. And the president used to say, Gordon, I'd like to have you come in on a Friday night so we can have meetings and worship. And I said, sir, I can't. I got I to gotta feed our flock. I always flew out Sunday afternoon. I would not put anything before my calling. Are y'all getting this? And they, and they understood and they, and they appreciated when I got there at work. But we got to learn in our commitments to prioritize. Prioritize things. Amen. Amen. Prioritize things. Amen. And so we thank the Lord again from whom all blessings flow. I'm going to ask the ushers and deacons to come with the offering. Truly God is an awesome, awesome God. Let's stand for offertory. All things come up to you, O Lord. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own, as we give of thee. Amen. Thank you so much, choir.
I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for our great salvation that cannot be removed. Thank you for this worship experience. Thank you for our lovely choir who has sung the songs of Zion. Thank you for our waiting congregation, our ushers, deacons, ministers. And now, God, glorify and magnify yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Let's give our choir a hand clap. Come on. Oh, they sound mighty good. Mighty, 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 mighty good. This morning, I've made a transition from guidance. We're dealing with faithfulness as a series, guidance to guarding. And I'm in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23 and it says, guard your hearts with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Guard your heart. Some of your Bibles say keep, but guard your hearts with all diligence. For, for out of your heart flows the issues of life. Allow me to stop, pause, and park. My subject this morning is God's grace of guarding us. And I had an old friend. I grew up in South Philly. He called me this week, and we got into this long conversation about everything we did in South Philly. Everybody we were with, all through school, and after he and I hung up, it was evident that God's grace has been guarding me since I came out of my mother's womb. Grace, grace, grace. Through many dangers, toils, and snares. And, and God just wants the glory. It wasn't luck, it wasn't fate. Grace is love we don't deserve. Mm. And guards are protectors, preventers, 
promoters and preservers. They protect us from people and precious, they protect precious treasures. They, they prevent us from pilferage and poisons. They promote us with peace. And uh, they preserve us with power. Guards are weapons against the wicked. They're watchful. Amen. And what they tend to do, a good guard, is keep his eye on that which is unusually wrong. They are protectors. Now, here in our context, God's grace to his people, his saved people, that God has given us three notable guards, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And those three, wisdom is God's living word. Amen. And in fact, in, in chapter 1, verse 7, it says, the fear of the is the beginning point of wisdom. That word fear is reverence. The reverencing of the Lord is that. And, and, and then he goes on to say, the knowledge of the Lord is the learning of truth, of his will. Yeah. And the understanding of the Lord <clears throat> are the liberations of his wealth. The book of Proverbs is one of five poetical books. Those of you that like poetry, you need to read Job and Psalms. They are poetical categorically in the Bible. And then Solomon, son of David, wrote Proverbs, Ecclesiastics, and Song of Solomon. And, and it's here in Proverbs that uh, Proverbs lays out for us some very deep insights to life. Now, if you're one of them folk that you live by trial and error, that's costly. You keep, you know, and, and, and let me, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to start fussing. Some people never learn their lesson. We keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again because of pride and self-pity, we don't want to listen to others. And child of God, when you begin to understand Proverbs 
Chapter 4, our text, is the instruction of a father. Now, let me stop pausing part. The law of the mother is love. Nobody can love like a mother. Yeah, yeah, nobody can love like a mother. But a father's calling is to instruct. To disciple, bring discipline, and give direction. And more is caught than taught. So when your kids look at you, they ought to see a model of what a true man is. A man is not somebody with white shoes and his shirt open and his nappy hair showing and he all up in women's feet. There ain't no man. That's a pimp. A real man fears the Lord. And 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 uh, Solomon, in the first seven chapters, we've been here before. Each chapter starts off with my son. He's talking to his son Rehoboam, who will become king after him. My son, my son, my son. I have a habit of telling my children, my son who's 32 and daughter 30 and 26, I say, I'm not your friend, I'm your father. I don't care what your friends are telling you. I'm your father. And you only got one dad, to my knowledge. You, 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 only, got, you, you only got one dad. No offense, Sister Gore, you know I love you, baby. She got to sit here for 35 years and take my jokes. But listen, Uh, my son, my son, my son. Mm. And whether you think your children don't catch it, they caught it. Even when you try to hide it, they caught it. Our job is to model like Christ so that our children can see him. Lord have mercy. And, 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 and so Solomon, Solomon is saying, my son, Rehoboam, guard your heart with diligence. Mm. The word heart it's synonymous with mind many times. The heart, listen to pastor, is the seat of emotions. All your emotions, good, bad, ugly, are in your heart. And you are not to be led with a heart of flesh. Not only emotions, but intellect. Your whole way of thinking is in your heart. Your emotions, your feelings, your thinking, and your reasoning is in your heart. How you reason, how you work out situations. So Solomon is saying, guard your hearts. My God. With wisdom, and wisdom is personified as she. 
Wisdom, wisdom is given the title, she. Listen to her throughout the book. And, and we'll see this next week, part two, because wisdom, the living word, and knowledge, the liberating learning, and understanding, all of those things are in the New Testament and are personifying Jesus. He is our wisdom. He is our knowledge. He is our understanding. So in Colossians 2, in which Reverend uh, Leroy read, Paul said, my prayer for the church of Colossae is that they be filled with knowledge, all spiritual wisdom and understanding in the face of Christ. So, so, so in this fourth chapter, Solomon is saying, my son, the reason you must guard your heart with all diligence is so that you will learn discernment, discretion, right decisions. In the context of chapter 4, he's dealing with character, the company you keep, and the choices you make. Now, I could preach on that a whole year. I made some dumb choices in my life and paid for them. Can I get a witness? Uh, I didn't read all the road signs. Bridge slippery when wet. Road out. Do I have a witness? Yeah, made some, made some bad decisions in life. What, what is discernment? Discernment is not you believing in luck and you got this special ability to tell the future. That ain't, that ain't discernment. Discernment is distinguishing of right and wrong. Lord have mercy. It's the ability to distinguish between right and wrong. It's the ability to have discretion to make the right decision. And it's the ability to choose the right direction. My God. When you look at this matter of discernment, discernment. Now God has a gift of discernment and typically most pastors have the gift of discernment. They have to in order to watch over the flock. You can tell from a mile away where they're coming from. Can I get a witness? And, and the fact of the matter is, is that this discerning spirit, son, I want you to guard your emotions, guard your intellect, and guard your sense of self-pity and your will with discernment of the Lord. Not, not your empirical experience, not what's on social media. And, and, and this is why this pandemic has closed churches, but this is why the word of God is being abandoned. Even Christians don't read their Bibles no more. They're, they're allowing 
Facebook and other things to give them insights. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. That, that is, it, it, he, he said, Rehoboam, I want you to have discernment between right and wrong. Sometimes they get close. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to distinguish spirits and even people. People front. They know all of the jargon. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. They put that little ring on there for hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Glory to his name. And it's hard for you to see through some of that. Same for will cuss you out in the parking lot. They want you to come to them when you got problems, but they don't even go to God. My God. Guard your emotion. Now, now let me stop pausing for it. I'm, I'm going to get out your way. Sometimes my emotions are in knots because I got a flesh nature. How many of y'all got a flesh nature? In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Everything in my flesh is Satan, self-centeredness, and pleasure. Everything. So once you lead the word of God, you are open to Satan's tricks. You're trying to fix your fractures without even understanding them. Well, let me tell you what insanity is. Insanity is you and I doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I'm pausing purposely. You keep trying to fix this thing and it can't be fixed because you're doing the same things over and over and over again, but you're looking for a different result. So if this wife don't work, I'm going to get me another one. I'm back. Yeah. And even the way we raise our children are detrimental to them. Children need rules. Children need boundaries. Children need a daddy. Lord have mercy. The glory of the children is their father, not the mother. They need, they need instruction. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. And, and, and the instruction they need is not some drunken father just telling them what they want them to do. The instruction of the father is the living word of God. Character. The company you keep. The choices you make. Mm, my God. See, when I have the word of God in me and the word of God has me, my choice is going to be Christ-centered. Can I get a witness? That, that is, he said, well, I'm going to church to find a wife. Listen to that. Devils in the lion's den. And I don't mean no harm, sisters. Some of y'all are so naive, it's sickening. 
You can, you know, I, I see this stuff a mile away, and I don't say nothing. I just say, here we go again. I just met this guy. He is real nice. Keep going. He opens the doors for me. Keep going. He didn't even try to get a kiss. Keep going. Because he's looking for something bigger. And once he gets your treasure, you become trash. Because the challenge is gone. Let me look at the clock. I've been on the trashy side. I used to tell a woman whatever she wanted to hear. I, I, I figured out what does she want to hear. She, you know, aren't you going to kiss me again? No, we just, just shake your hair. Instead of you letting God's wisdom discern what's going on, you keep making the same mistakes over and over again and expecting a different outcome. My God. There's some devils in church, they don't have horns. Some doubles in church, Doc. From the pulpit to the door. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Listen to people talk. When you don't hear transformation, they're lying. All you hear is all of those beautiful things of fellowship and following Christ but they never elaborate where they came from. Hmm. My God. You need a distinguishing of spirits, but you also need discretion. I, I don't know, you know, you know being, being raised in the 50s, early 60s, I, I, I'm just amazed. We, you know, we, we had so many rules in that house. And I'm looking back now, and I, and, you know, I told my children, if you grew up in my house, y'all be dead. Don't you sit on that couch, got all plastic on it, it'll stick to you, but you better not sit on it. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? They, they outlined where you could sit, where you couldn't sit, when you were going to eat, what you were going to eat, when you were going to, you know, come on now. I, I can't even imagine telling my mother, Salam alaikum, I don't eat pork. I, I can't even imagine two pieces of bread with mayonnaise, wonder bread, wondering where the meat was. Whew. This thing is tight. Peanut butter and jelly. With a cold glass of milk, that, that, I, that was heaven, Doc. Hmm. We were raised in church to go to church, to have respect, all society, respect for your elders, respect for your school teachers, respect, even though we didn't agree, respect for the police officers. Everything was respect. Hmm. 
And because we were raised in Sunday school and church, we started receiving distinguishing of spirits. Mm. Discretion. Discernment. Decision making. Lord have mercy. Guard your hearts, emotions, your intellect and your will with all diligence. He's talking to a son. Son, don't get hoodwinked. Bad company corrupts good morals. Lord have mercy. But secondly, he says, guard your heart, not only with diligence, discretion, and decision making, but guard your hearts from deception. The influencing spirits of this world. Mm. Well, you know, uh, this and that. I'm, I'm, I'm just concerned about what influences you. TV, social media, your friends. You know, it, it, what, what is it that Satan is using to influence you? And then, and then, and then, and then Solomon says, "For out of it are the issues of life." In 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 in, uh, in, balio in the Hebrew, which means it flows. Whatever's coming out of your heart is flowing like a river. Mm, my God, make sure what's flowing issues virtues of life. You got to teach your children. When to say no, what to say no to, and when to proceed. Lord have mercy. When I left home and went in the military for seven years, even when I made bad decisions, I, I, w- I wouldn't say, but I was disrupted by upbringing because I was doing stuff against my upbringing. Do I have a witness? Certain curse words I wouldn't say that included the name God. I just couldn't do them. Now, I'm going to hell, Brother Arnold. But there's certain words I just couldn't use. Do I have a witness? Certain things I just couldn't get into because it had been drilled in me to guard my heart. How do you know when you're being deceived? Deception is not easy to spot. And what Satan plays on, again, is our feelings. He plays on our fractures. He plays on our failures. Satan just keeps playing the game to deceive you. He deceived Eve. He didn't deceive Adam. He deceived Eve. You ain't got to say amen. That doesn't mean men is better than women, but he deceived Eve. And let me tell you why he deceived Eve. Not because she was a female. Because she was an indirect source of God's word. God gave his word to Adam. Adam gave the word to Eve. So Satan said, if I'm going to hook this one up, let me approach the one that God did not talk to and bring confusion into her midst. And whenever your vision, your voice comes with a question, 
about God's integrity is Satan. Did God say that if you ate, you wouldn't? And, and he goes, yeah, God said we couldn't eat nor touch. He said, I got her. God doth know in the day that you partake, you'll be like him. You and I ain't going to never be like God. We might reflect God. We might praise God. We ain't going to be like God. God is, his attributes are immutable. Mm. Deception. He deceived David to number the army of Israel. David was depending on how many troops he had. God said, no, you depend on me. And what kills deception is our dependence on God. You, you know when you cannot be deceived? When you're dependent on God. Lord, I don't feel good. Lord, I feel fractured. Lord, I feel like a failure. Lord, I feel like I'm, I'm in hell and I'm trying to get up. But God, I am depending on you. See, it's out of pride that we keep trying the same thing. Lord, have mercy. Mm. I was so embarrassed. I, I didn't confess to my father to 30-something years later. I, I, you know, I told some of y'all this. I was in 12th grade, South Philadelphia High. I was in the bathroom. We were smoking. And the counselors walked in. They said, all right, everybody against the wall. And I had a cigarette in my hand and threw it. And they took me down to the principal's office, and I got suspended. So I was playing sports and all. And my dad came up to the school. He had to take off work. And the lady said, we caught your son smoking in the bathroom. And my dad said, my son don't smoke. Do you, son? I said, no, dad, I don't smoke. And in those days, another, this Italian guy got a suspended with us, and his mother was standing there, and the vice principal said, Mother, do I have your permission? And she said, yeah, and he just said, smack, right upside his face. And I'm sitting there saying, no, no. When my dad started working here at the church, 30-something years later, I went back and said, Dad, I got a confession. He said, what is it? I said, I did smoke. And he just looked at me and smirked. Lord, have mercy. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Hmm. And when it's convenient, we lie. But we don't want to get caught. He says, so you don't become deceived. Depend on God. For out of it, flowing the issues of life. So when you have a home that has no instruction, mothers get instruct and fathers can love, but the natural bent is for the fathers to instruct the children. And children. Every time I go to work, my kids, when I was, you know, when they was being raised, they watch me. Here's the kind of man you want to marry. Somebody that's going to go to work every day. J-O-B, and I ain't talking about the book of Job. <laughs> How I treat their mother with respect. And when you mess up, you got to say, I'm sorry in front of them. Oh, it's getting tight. 
mm, deep that deception is Satan sneaking up beside you and offering you something that you think will work and it won't work. It's all deception. It's all deception. Hmm, my God. Guard your hearts with all diligence for out of it comes the issues of life. Guard so you have discernment, discretion, direction, but you'll also not be deceived. But you'll know God's direct will. God's direct will. Mm. As I guard my heart. But guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life towards your deliverance. And your deliverance is your dedication to Christ. There's no way when you're dedicated to him that God's going to let you slip. God's not going to let you go under when you're dedicated to him. And, and, and see, this is why it's important. I preach for Jesus. You sing for Jesus. The deacon's deek for Jesus. Yeah. The ministers preach and teach for Jesus. You're here on Sunday for Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and uh, my pastor, he was from Chicago, and, and he was sharing with us, Dr. Charles Walker, that he said it was real cold, it was below zero, and the, the, the heater in the church was broken. Folk put, 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 put their coats on, their hats, and put their gloves on, and they was in there singing Blessed Assurance, and he was a piano, he, he was a concert pianist, and at that time, he was supposed to play the piano, the pastor said play, and he said, it's too cold in here, and everybody looked at him and said, like, later for him, and they went on to sing. He'll catch the vision. We're not here to be comfortable. We're here to glorify Christ. Hallelujah. Our deliverance. Now, 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 as you read Proverbs, and y'all been here before, in chapter 4, it's the instruction of a father, but 5 to 7 is the instruction of that worldly woman. Don't act like you don't know that. Choice words. Father to son. Be careful of that woman. She's very attractive. She's very seductive. Do I have a witness? She can kill you with her words. Now, now let me stop pausing. There's power in words. Hey, baby. Hey, baby, come here. Come here, baby. Don't you? You ain't getting this at home. All you getting at home is hell. You ain't getting this at home. <sighs> Lord, have mercy. She's seductive. She's a trip. 
And here's what she told the young man, chapters 5 to 7. She said, she was on the corner dressed seductively, and she said, come here, baby. Come to my house. Listen to this. The good man is not home. And I know when he's coming back. And I have put silk sheets on my bed. Now, they didn't have water beds back then, but I put silk sheets, silk sheets on my bed. And we can make love to the morning. And the Bible says, like an ox going to the slaughter. <laughs> he, he went to the women. Now, I can't laugh because at one time I was an ox going to the slaughterhouse. She will rip you of your soul. Do I have a witness? See, everything the world offers leads to addiction. There's sex addiction. Uh-oh. There's drinking addiction. Why, why do you think you, they call your store spirits? They are spirits. They alter your mind. Drugs is an addiction. Once you get it, you can't stop getting it. Once you hook up with the wrong woman, you just can't stop. You, you can't shut that stuff down like you think you can. Lord have mercy. Lord, they're getting quiet, Lord. <laughs> Once you start gambling, it can turn to an addiction. For years, when I was here pastoring, people say, well, pastor, I had a lot of people at the church working down in Atlantic City. And, you know, there was no uh, casinos down there in 68 when I was in high school. We were on Omega by the Sea. We was partying down there. But a lot of people said, why don't you come on down to the casinos? We have nice restaurants. And I said, nah, I didn't want to be seen in a casino because of my testimony. Are you, are you all with this? So one day I told Sister G, come on, let's take the kids. Let's go down there. And I walked down there. I saw a lot of church members who worked there. And I, you know, oh, they go past the garden. And... You know, I don't want to be caught near the machines, you know, the one-armed bandit. So I went in the restaurant, Nate. It was great. I enjoyed it. But I made sure that nobody could affiliate me with the gambling. Do I have a witness? Uh, you, you know, child of God, that uh, we got to preserve and protect our testimonies. God's grace of guarding us. And boy, God has guarded my feet. He has guarded my mind. He has guarded my heart. He has guarded my will. It's not me, it's him. And his voice becomes loud and clear as I'm in that word. I know you're hurting, but be still and know that I'm God. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Lord, have mercy. Wait on the Lord. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. He will mount them up with wings like eagles. They'll run and not get weary. They'll walk and not faint. God says, I got you in a holding pattern for a reason. 
I want you to discern me. I want you to depend on me. I want you to be delivered by me. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. That's why the Lord is good. He has guarded my feet. He has guarded my heart. He has guarded my head. He has guarded my hopes. My hopes are built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. When I practice his presence, his peace, his power, I got joy. Can I get a witness? He's my protector. He's my preserver. He's my preventer. He's my promoter. Lord, I'm not going to move till I hear from glory. Lord, I'm not going to step out on my self-pity. I'm not going to keep doing the same things looking for a different result. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all of my heart and lean not to my own understanding. Well, have you thought about this? No, the Lord has not said a thing. I'm waiting to hear from him. Can I get a witness? The Lord is good. Guard your hearts. You're vulnerable. Guard your hearts. You're open to deception. Guard your hearts. You have no discernment. Guard your hearts. You've been to hell and back. Guard your hearts. With all diligence. That guard at your heart is there to protect you. That guard in your head is there to protect you. That guard, thank you, Jesus, is there to protect you. Mm. Guard your hearts. Guard your hearts. Let the Lord guide you. Don't guide yourself. 68, I'm in basic training in Vietnam. is the hottest it has ever been. And the TIs down there cussing like a sailor, M this and F this and this and this. And I'm standing there and they say, all right, uh, uh, at ease. Mail call and, and they giving out mail. And I got my letter. It was from my dear grandmother who, 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 who just walked with Christ. And the TI, Tech Sergeant Keith, never forget him. He said, Gordon? I said, sir, yes, sir. He said, who's that letter from? I said, my grandmother, sir. He said, read it. I said, sir, this is private. Nothing's private. I'm your mother, I'm your father, and I'm your God. Now read it. And I read the letter, and of all the letters my grandmother wrote, she said, whatever the man tells you to do, (laughs) you go on and do it. And I said, and, and he said, you got a wise grandmother, boy. <laughs> God, your hearts. When I meet a woman, my heart is guarded. When money is involved in something, my heart is guarded. Uh-oh. When pleasure is involved, my heart is guarded. 
because I've walked with the master and he's given me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Bring up a child in the way they should go and when they get old, they will not depart from it. Guard your hearts. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Is every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here and you need to be saved, you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to join the church on your Christian experience, just raise your hand. Is there one? We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? If your hand is raised, come on out. We love you. Come on out. Is there one? I want you to pray for Gwen and Ben, their family. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we leave this place with never your presence, guard our hearts with all diligence that we may have discernment, discretion, decision-making, and not be deceived, and God be totally dedicated to you. Thank you for the peace that passes all understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Pastor loves you. Have a great day. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form.